I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots.
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions with me, JMS. I'm your host. I'm a stand-up comedian. I wander all over the world, and I am a big proponent of constant growth and learning and understanding, and I don't know a fucking thing. That's why we're here. I'm asking the dumb questions so that we can learn all those things that you're like, ah, I want to know, but like, I don't want someone to think I'm dumb or worse, think that like, I don't like them just because I don't understand. Well, first of all, that's fucking stupid to if, if but it doesn't matter. I'm taking the bullet. I'm taking the stupid bullet. And that's why we're here. We're learning. We're getting answers to all of our questions. I am merely the, the uh, vessel for idiocy on this particular podcast. If you are new to the podcast, Thanks for checking me out. Please go ahead, hit that subscribe button. Leave a rating and a review. It helps me out. Love to read your reviews. Not so much when they're negative, but I read them anyways. It's, you know, growth, etc. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you to everyone who has left a rating and a review. Thank you to everyone who subscribed. Thank you to everyone who comes and sees me live. Okay, uh, by the way, if I'm a little wonky, I think I'm still recovering from Skankfest this past weekend. Shout out to uh, patrons, Gene, uh, Travis came up to me. There's a few, a bunch of people came up to me who listen to the podcast. Those are the two that stick out probably cause they were wearing queef shirts, I believe. Uh, so shout out to people buying my merch as well. Uh, but, but so fucking rad the best. If you guys get the opportunity to go to a skank fest and you're a big comedy fan, big podcast fan, highly recommend it. Uh, and also, you could just come see me live, not at a festival. I'm in a lot of places. Next week, I'm coming to Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland, and I have a bunch more cities through the end of the year. So head over to jmscomedy.com slash shows to see where I am near you. Get tickets. Please come. Laugh. Look, I know this podcast isn't always funny. Sometimes some episodes aren't really funny at all. Frankly, some of you have been like a little too serious. Fucking bleh. But that's why I don't consider this a comedy podcast. It's like a society and culture where I sometimes say funny things and sometimes the guests do too but that's where you can see me do my funny shit is at live stand-up shows and if you do come please please say hi after the show I love meeting people who listen to the podcast it's I feel like we have this you know weird like we know each other it's like we're already connected and also yeah I'm not gonna lie to you it does give my ego a little like oh good people are still listening the numbers I see and my analytics aren't just made up lies. Thank you. <sighs> and also, if you want to get more involved in the podcast, in me, in my stuff, hanging out, whatever, patreon.com slash JMS comedy. I have just ended the season of my last podcast, so I'm hoping to utilize a little bit of the extra free time I might have to just put it fully into this one. I'm getting back on track. Episodes coming out regularly soon. Lots of stuff coming down the pipeline. I'm going to start doing fun uh meditations that's my uh crazy rants not crazy i don't like trying to be crazy rants i just know how i get so i'm gonna start doing like monday meditations at the end of 
like a rant. It'll be basically be a solo episode that I'm zooming live to patrons and they can chat along. And then at the end, for anyone who's interested, because I've gotten into meditation and I am not someone who has always been a woo woo weirdo. We'll do a little meditation. I'll, I'll get you guys into it. It'll be fun or it'll be weird or you can turn it off when I start meditating. But that will be available to all patrons and there's more stuff coming. We're going to do hangouts. I send postcards. You get all of these episodes early, uncut. So head over to patreon.com slash JMS comedy for as little as a dollar. One every, a dollar every month you can get involved all the way up to uh, 25. I have higher levels, but once you hit 25, you're really like anything else is like you're just doing it for the love of the game. I aspired to be someone who could have time to do more extravagant things as a thank you to people for higher support. But alas, my ADHD has failed me on that front. And not even my ADHD, my uh, time availability. So whatever, it doesn't matter. We're going to be hanging out soon. I'm doing something with a high level, the $25 patrons. We're going to do one of our crappy hours, which is just a hangout. There's lots of stuff. So get over there. If you want to be more involved in the podcast in terms of just interacting with other listeners, you know, having conversations, maybe follow up conversations to episodes, but you just can't spare one fucking dollar a month. Fuck you. Honestly, you can give me a dollar a month, but I understand. Look, times are tough and I'm basically a hobo asking you for a dollar right now. So who the fuck am I? I can go fuck myself. There is a Facebook group that doesn't cost you anything. Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. Just make sure you mention the podcast on the uh, entry questions. There'll be like sort of security questions uh, and you'll get in there. There's memes, there's chats. I let people know ahead of time about guests as much as I can. And then you can submit questions. And I really do try to incorporate those. So join that. Join the fun. I'm leaning in. I've decided support the people who are supporting me. Go where you're celebrated. So the people who are my my big stands, my big fans, fuck it. I'm putting I'm the content's going to you and people can get on board. Uh and and I just am so grateful for the people who are who are always in my corner being like fuck yeah, love that thing you did and uh encouraging me to lean into my Whatever the fuck my brain is. Uh, probably a nightmare. But enough about me. Enough about me. You can get more about me there in all those places. And more about us. More conversations. It's not all about me. But I feel like I'm supposed to say that. Uh, I feel this Now I feel gross. Anyway, let's get to our guest because this is a fucking great one. You guys, I have the lead singer of Saint Motel today. AJ Jackson. Holy shit. Can you even believe it? How fucking rad is that? And here's the thing. We're not even talking about music. I mean, of course, we like talk about it a little. I couldn't just like go the whole interview and not be like, so like, how fucking cool is it being a rock star? But AJ created a new product and started a new company called AVU. It's glasses with interchangeable lenses, but they're different colors. And we talk about why. We talk about the science behind colors. It's really fucking cool. He's a dope ass guy. And I'm excited to get a pair of these glasses and try them out for myself. But And I think you will be too once you hear this episode. So... I need water, and now I'm shutting the fuck up. AJ Jackson. Hey, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> hey, idiots. Damn it, you beat me to it. You guys, I am so excited for this guest. Holy shit. I have lead singer of the international platinum-selling rock band, St. Motel, more importantly, not more importantly, of equal importance, and a thing I want to talk more about, even though I'm sure now listeners are like, oh, fuck, no, oh, shit, so many, oh, I can't wait. Founder of Aview, which is we'll get into what it is. It's a it's a sunglasses brand. It's 
he's got if you guys can see him right now. He's got this cool ass colored lens on you guys. It's AJ Jackson. Thank you for joining me, sir. Hey, oh, my God. OK, so that's I have so many questions and <laughs> the listeners don't even like if you're just listening to this on whatever podcast app. You don't even realize what I just responded to, but he just flipped the like he pulled the lenses out a little. OK, we have to get into this immediately, I think hmm. like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a rock star. Cool. Does it, <laughs> to whatever that you're an amazing musician. We will also touch on that. But we got to talk about these glasses. So, yeah. Aview, you That's guys great. is so the big focus is these color, these like different colored lenses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so basically like, you know, for me being a glasses man, you know, I would carry around prescription glasses and prescription sunglasses and just kind of be a fool because that was always a pain and it was twice as expensive. And so then I started doing clip-ons. Um, and then you were the clip-ons but, guy. <laughs> yeah, I was always the clip-ons guy. I had been like hanging on my collar or whatever. And, and once I started getting the clip-ons, I realized I could like experiment with different colors if I could find them. And I never could find them. I'd lose them. Uh, so basically... The AView frames are designed where you just slide your sunglass lenses into your frame in front of your prescription or non-prescription lenses. So you can instantly go from glasses to sunglasses. But then the cool thing is you can change your color. So I've got rosin right now, but I could switch to brown, yellow, green, blue, like whatever the vibe is at the moment, whatever your, your mood calls for, you can just kind of uh, switch out super easily. And then, you know, they all travel to condense really small in your pocket so you can travel with like you know 10 different colors in your pocket oh that's amazing so you came up with this as like an organic like glasses wearer who liked different colored lenses exactly yeah yeah i I was trying to find these online and i couldn't find them but i would have much rather just bought these glasses rather than like create them yeah were you like fuck somebody's got to do it i guess it has to be me I was like, wait, how does this not exist? And then I was like, well, this could be kind of fun. And then the pandemic happened and I was like, well, I'm not doing anything else. Um, Damn. So just kind of, you know, snowballed. It went from like casual, like uh, fun thing to talk about with some some inventor friends of mine and then like became like obsession. You just ha- wait, you just have inventor friends. <laughs> I, I have a couple of mad well, scientists. That's handy. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I'm from Minneapolis and, um, you know, that's the home of 3M and they, you know, everything from scotch tape to post-it notes. So they have like a, it's basically like the Google of the Midwest really oh, like, yeah. so don't have anything else, you know, like we have, <laughs> I guess maybe Lando Lakes has like a creative department, the new kind of milk or something. Oh, you yeah, know, but like but, how can we make butter even better? Yeah. Creamier, <laughs> but the 3Ms, you know, they're, they're, Pretty fun. It's like JPL, but way, way less intense. So I knew a couple guys over there and, and um, that's kind of how we started uh, 3D printing them. Um, oh. And in Glendale, where I was living, there's a 3D printer in the library. So could just literally email over designs, print them out, you know, try them on and just fine tune it uh, pretty, pretty casually. Dude, that's wild. So you were like, Oh, this would be cool. And then you happen to have inventor friends, which can't stress enough. That's amazing. And you're like, how, how do we get a product from an idea to a physical product? Exactly. Yeah. I got a lot of wisdom from, from those gents. How? Okay. Let's back up a little. 
Sure. Because at what at what point as just like a glasses wearer, did you start mm-hmm. getting into different colored lenses? That didn't happen till well, okay, here here I started I wore clip-ons. So I had kind of circular frames like I have now, like very Andy Warhol style. Yes. And right frames. They didn't have clip-ons for them per se. I would find ones that fit in like vintage stores. So one day I found like a cool sepia uh, orange amber color and that just became like my favorite. And so I would wear that all the time, lost them. Devastating. I couldn't (laughs) find them. I tried ordering some ones off Amazon. They didn't fit right. Whatever. went back to the vintage dealer. I was like, Hey, do you have any other ones? He's like, I got these black ones. I was like, anything more colorful. And it's like a crackhead for lenses. You're just like, exactly. I I was like, I need my color again. Yeah. So basically I I got, so I, I went to him and he, uh, he, it's like a vintage dealer, but they also make their own brand. So I bought three pairs of glasses and I brought into my optometrist and I got one with rose lenses, one with blue lenses and one with clear lenses. Wow. And I walked out and I looked at the bill and I was like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever done. Cause I, <laughs> I, I wanted to be able to change, you know, like rose lenses are, are great. You know, they're very relaxing and calming blue has a different kind of, you know, vibe to it. It's more like, uh, uh, I guess, engaging and, and kind of gets you going in the morning and then, you know, but you don't always want color. So I had clear. And then I just realized that's just silly. Uh, there's no reason why my, my frames can't just have different colors all within the same frame. You know, it's like, it just kind of blew my mind after I did that. And I said, you know, the cliche, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> um, and so then, you know, like with these, these AVU glasses, I have my prescription lenses in there. Those are prescription. Okay. These are prescription. And you only have to, I mean, they they ship with non-prescription clear lenses that you can swap out for prescription if you want. But so like these are prescription glasses and now they're prescription sunglasses. Wow. And then that just changes the color and the prescription lens is already behind it. Exactly. You you walk in to a building, you take out your your tinted lenses, put them in your lens wallet in your pocket, and you just have glasses. You don't have to like travel with, with sunglasses and glasses. And it's just like um, one little set and you have the whole vibe. Exactly. Yeah. So they all kind of go, they all ship with like a little lens wallet. So, so this little tiny leather wallet, Oh, it's not focusing huh? Oh, there it is. You can see that the lenses have this handle. Yeah. That's actually what goes on the horn rim of the glasses. You never actually get fingerprints on it. You touch it by the handle. A little touch. So that exactly. you're not smushing the, that's important to know. And then, and then you slide it back into your, your wallet and then you've got the little thing where you touch the handle again. So never fingerprints. Um, and then when it's in the lens itself, that same handle is how you remove it. So you slide it in and then the little handle hangs over the side, just a little like a millimeter and you just push it up and then, and then, it then pops the handles, out. exactly. Then you just pull it back up. Wow. And wait, so do you guys are you guys doing sending the glasses with prescription yet? Or is it you send the regular ones? You have to go to a, an optometrist eye place for the prescription. That's what we're doing now. Cause we're such like, you know, uh, just small baby business, yeah, it's, but it's we are, new. it is brand new. There, there's this company actually based in LA we're talking with right now um, that could handle that prescription side of it. Cause the Ooh. thing is, once you get prescription in it, it becomes like uh, medical territory. Yeah, that I mean, that's a whole. You're still trying to get off the ground. That's a whole extra expansion. Yeah, that's like so. Next I think level. we might do it where you know they will handle the prescription. You will be able to do it all directly on the website, but then basically it'll go to them 
uh, before it actually goes to you kind of thing. Oh, and, so you'd be like partnering up and yeah. And so, you know, also like, even if you don't necessarily want to add your prescription lenses, you could potentially just swap out our, our default clear lenses for like something crazy. Like, uh, you could add an extra anti-fog coating or something like, um, you know, I mean, you pretty much could have them put any lens you want in there. Like maybe oh, that's great. bulletproof glass or something. Bullet- a lot you know. of people are shooting at my eyes. I need yeah, to protect yeah. only my eyes. Ex- only your eyes. Exactly. <laughs> you're completely nude, but you're like, thank God for these glasses. They saved yeah. my life. <laughs> exactly. You know, and if someone shoots, you know, your, your glasses and, and these break or you drop them and land on, on, on the, uh, the lenses, then you can just, you know, your prescription lenses behind are still safe. Yeah. So you're good. So you just get some new ones. And then like, these, you know, are sold separately for super cheap. So you, so you can just like, get new ones. Oh, that's great. You just get new ones. Exactly. And then you have all the colors that like you could, like, if you think about, you've probably only had black or maybe green, yeah. maybe brown sunglasses. No more. Like, how many silly. colors do you guys have? We only have six right now. We have rose, yellow, blue, green, brown, and black. But we're okay. coming out with the lavender. <gasps> um, that'll be fun. And then, you know, I think what we're, uh, when we get, I think the square shape is coming up next. And once we have that come out, we're going to maybe start getting into um, patterns. So you can like slide in hearts or slide in like, Whoa, you know, so it's like a cut out in the lens. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. And maybe we could have like a fun, like spectrum style lens you slip in if you want to have like crazy lighting, if you're going out somewhere or something. Oh, that's awesome. Like a rainbow or like a, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hell so, I mean, yeah. It, it doesn't need to be limited to just colors, but colors are are where you get like the most, uh, oh, sorry, that's embarrassing. How dare you? You're a very busy man. That's fine where you get the most like exciting factor out of it because like the colors can change your, your, your mood and your mood. Okay. So let's talk about that a little. Cause there's some, there's kind of like some science behind this color stuff. Yeah. Can you absolutely. tell me a little bit more about that? Like what you know about how the color. Yeah. People? Yeah. I mean, I mean, so color theory and how these colors affect, you know, humans, like the ancient Greeks were, talking about this you know ancient roman emperors would watch gladiator fights through you know green crystals and um you know this the phrase see the world through rose color lenses is civil war doctors prescribing veterans looking through rose color glass to help with ptsd like the the effects of color on uh on us humans is is like kind of ancient ancient part of us and and now that we have like you know, the ability to have the, the lenses in front of us, it's, it's, it's pretty noticeable. I, I would say, um, here's how it affects me. I think everyone might be kind of different, but, um, based on kind of the science a little bit and then just how it, it hits me. Yeah. So like the blue lenses, um, the same reason why you kind of want to block out blue light at the end of the day, because it, it gets your biological rhythms going. You oh, want to yeah. shut that down at night. But blue is great in the morning just for that reason. It's, it's kind of refreshing. Oh, it's like a um, wake-up lens. Yeah, it's like a wake-up lens. I mean, the blue lenses look super cool. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, that's really the, the benefit of the blue lenses. And then, you know, black, when you're kind of getting midday, when it gets the brightest, when you're outside, black is the classic sunglass lens. It cuts out the most light. Um, green is very similar. Our green is very similar to the black. Like it's um, more like a... 
a pile that's like Ray-Ban green. So it's not like nice. a super bright green. It's more of like a subtle green. And it's similar to black, but it has better color contrast to it. Oh, yeah. Um, Where everything so, kind of pops a little bit more. Yeah. Like when, like so when you get polarized lenses. Kind exactly. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like polarized. It, it's it's well, they're all, all these lenses are polarized, but the green gives you a little more definition nice. um, in the color than black, but takes down the color almost as much. And then brown to me is like you have some of the, the sun kind of reducing benefits, but you get vibe. It's like once you get some color in there. So the brown to me, our brown feels like a dreamlike state, almost like nostalgic, like you're, you're kind of uh, uh, just kind of peaceful um, walking in a dream. That, that's the, the feeling I get. It's like the brown is like rose colored light. You know, like it's like it's like stepping toward rose colored without going full. I think that's exactly right. Yeah, because you're not like rose is like kind of my all day always go to because rose is just makes you feel happy and relaxed. And it's it's so subtle. It makes everything kind of better. But brown takes down the sun and almost gets you there. Yeah. So like brown is kind of like my default when I'm outside. Um, I love brown. And then if I'm really, you know, if I'm hungover or if it's really bright out, I'll slip <laughs> in the black or green, but typically I don't go past the brown. Nice. And then, um, you know, yellow is like adrenaline for your eyeballs. Yellow uh, is like coffee. For That's your eyes. like energy. Wow. It's like energy. Yeah. Coffee. I mean, yellow is good for like midday. If you need to focus, you need some more energy. Um, if you're driving, it's good for when it's like raining or when it's, you know, you see those yellow glasses and gas stations to help you drive at night or whatever it is, or hunters wear yellow. Um, it's good for sports and stuff like that. Cause it really helps you focus. Um, so it's good for that. If you wore yellow all day, you'd probably be like, uh, twitching. Manic. Like, yeah. So, I was just going to be like, yeah. is it like Adderall in glasses that you're like, oh. yeah, pre- like, pretty much. Have you ever worn the yellow glasses too long and been like, Oh, I got to take off the glasses. Yeah. I can only do yellow for like an hour. Like, has it ever been like a horror crux where you're like, why am I so, Oh, it's the glasses. Yeah. I actually, I swapped in yellow, uh, recently when we, we had like a scorpion in our house and I switched you're like, I yellow. gotta get him. <laughs> yeah. I had to hunt the scorpion down. So I was like, okay, <laughs> boop. I'm in like focus mode. Um, so that's kind of glasses. <laughs> scorpion hunter. Yeah, exactly. So that's yellow. And then, and then rose, rose is my, my jam. That's, that's like, this was like the hardest color to nail because you don't want to go too red because it has a different ex- experience when it's too red. It almost like, is it angry? Is it like it, a little bit, it makes you a little, um, on edge. Wow. You know? Yeah. Cause I've heard and that it, about the color red in your room. If it's mm-hmm. the raw, like the right shades, like a, like a deeper red or like, you know, a pink can be very soothing, but it's like a fine line of, it's rage. a very fine line. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go too pink, it, it can be distracting too. So, yeah. I mean, this, this rose is, is kind of the happy medium. How long did that take? How many, uh, like trials? This took, this took a few. This yeah. Took a few. And you can and you, still see in, in some of the photos, like on our website, there's like the old rose, which is like more magenta. Um, <laughs> but like, we already had the photos. We're like, ah, whatever. No, I mean, you're like, oh, we already did the shoot. We got to use it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so subtle. Like you, 99% of people would not even notice the difference. I'm sure. And again, less like a psychopath looking for it, but it's like, yeah. well, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me ask you kind of like chicken in the egg. Mm-hmm when you started going for different colored lenses, were you initially like for my mood or were you just like, they look rad. I want cool lenses. 
and then you realized it helped? Yeah, that's a good question. I think initially, well, it's tough because it's been I remember so long. I, mean, <laughs> I, I got into the colors because of, you know, you know, falling in love with those colors I was discovering. And then when I started wearing them on stage, it was kind of like, oh, okay, maybe I want some crazier colors or patterns or just to kind of take up the stage vibe a little bit. For and, sure. You know, cause like I, I was wearing a lot of blue lenses on stage cause I liked the way it was looking, but blue wasn't really, you know, more of a rose guy. Yeah. So then it was, you know, maybe, you know, more function, but, but now I'm definitely how it affects my mood. Like wow. it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be wearing blue, let's say just to wear blue. I, I would be wherever I'm feeling at that moment. Do you have like a daily glasses routine? You're like, wake up blue lenses for 30 minutes, switch to the rose. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, it depends. So typical day, probably you just switch between two, like a, a darker one, like a, a black, green or brown, and then a lighter one. Um, but if it's like a road trip or something where, or if I'm traveling somewhere like a road trip is the perfect example. Cause you're in a car you have this most of the same scenery subtly changing, but your oh, yeah. vibes always changing. Like you're restless or what there's also in a cloud or it gets really sunny or like, Oh, it's beautiful. So the road trip is like the best time to be able to switch out and like explore how it affects your mood. That, that's amazing. That's, yeah. That's a, that's a fun time to do it. But typically in typical day, I'm just like two, maybe, maybe three, but yeah. Do you ever do like, uh, 3d style where you put one different one yeah in. yeah how does that <laughs> go does that, that like fuck you up or is it kind of cool uh i haven't actually i mean i've put in a blue lens with the rose lens before but i've never actually looked at 3d stuff with it I oh i didn't know if it would be, i just meant like have you done that yeah yeah, yeah. Is oh it, yeah no I've, I've done the the different lens thing i mean that's you know i wouldn't do that for long periods it feels uh, like it would like mess with your eyes if you did it too long yeah you know, like, it's just like the, those 3d focus? 3d glasses like it's fine oh yeah you would never movie. wear those oh yeah. god and even knows, like, I don't know if I'm old, it. but like when I go see like those IMAX 3D movies now at the end, I'm like, oh, I don't feel well. And I'm like, oh, God, yeah. I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, it, it, it takes a bit of a toll on your eyes. But um, if you're like really going for the cool factor, sure. I mean, yeah. why not? Just be... throw, in a, throw in a yellow and a black. Do it. Know? Oh, man. Blow be... people's mind. Like, oh, my God. They're half what crazy. What's he doing? Black and yellow. <laughs> I can't That's handle insane. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? So I know you were saying that you like played with them on stage. Do you feel like because for for a lot of people who like don't perform on stage, I, I don't think people really know like how bright those lights are. Do have you found yeah. that there's one lens that like actually is the most functionally helpful? Yeah, functionally, it's rose or yellow. Okay. Because if you go too dark and you're playing like maybe an indoor venue or it's cloudy out, you know, you're jumping from something to something else and you miss that there's an electrical box there and you roll oh, your yeah. ankle and you're <laughs> just eat shit. Fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love dark tints on stage, but unless it's, I mean, that's my preferred situation, but if it's, Bright sun. If it's not bright sun, I, I will take it to like a lighter color. Amazing. And my audio just took a shit. So I can still hear you though. You can still hear me. All right. So we're just doing everyone listening. You're getting the zoom microphone deal with it. Um, yeah, it still fine. sounds good. All right. Great. 
Well, then I won't <laughs> even worry about it. Uh, damn, that's crazy. Uh, okay, what else? I want to... I'm trying to think of what, there's so many questions I have that I'm trying to get them like. Sure, sure. No worries. No worries. So, okay. With the creation of these classes, like you said, yeah. you had some downtime in quarantine, as did so many of us. Do you think this could have happened if we hadn't had, is it like a weird silver lining for you of 2020? Do you think you would have come up with this and been able to actually move through it without the quarantine? Uh, no. I think if the quarantine didn't happen, it would have just kind of been one of those things like, you know, 40 years from now, I'm like, man, that would have been really cool. And uh, you're like, I can't believe someone still hasn't done this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be like yeah, Elon Musk some, comes out with the uh, new glasses. and like, ah, damn it. Crying. You're like, yeah, I had no, that I mean, idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think so. Cause we, we were, when the shutdown happened, we were like halfway into a tour and then we had you know, summer touring and then, you know, it just, this wouldn't have been the time. And then also when that shutdown happened, it was kind of a chance to do something non-musical, which was kind of nice. Yes. Um, you know, besides watching all of like Tiger King and, uh, um, <laughs> oh, The Good Place. Uh, uh, I mean, I watch, I don't watch enough. I mean, I'm sure there are people would go like, hey, there's plenty of you don't need to watch television. I was always a very like, I don't watch TV person, not in like a douchey. I'm above it way, but like I'm a workaholic. I just do my own thing. Boy, boy, the shows that I got. Yeah. Consume, where I was like, oh, oh uh, yes, this is why people love the television. Like I was. From yeah, the past. for oh, sure. Yes, I do like all of these things. Uh, wow, that's so interesting. It's just like everyone had such different pandemic experiences it's cool talking to the people who did like a full pivot and we're like i'm just gonna try something else i've got the time yeah did you how optimistic were you when you're like you know what i'm gonna like try i'm gonna reach out to my friends try this idea did you really think it would become this like product it is right now or were you like well, i'll just get an eye just well i mean like i wasn't sure Initially, it was like, maybe I'll just keep 3D printing these for myself. And then maybe if someone wants some, I'll 3D print them. Um, like maybe it'll be a like, niche. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a couple issues with that is 3D printing is not cheap. Uh, and then the quality is kind of like, uh, well, depending on the material you use, not necessarily something you could be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's super durable. You could bring it to the beach and it's not going to melt on your face. So, I mean, like. It'd be like, oh, okay, maybe I can make some for my friends or something, but I don't know if I would be able, at least the ones I was prototyping with, like in good conscience, be able to like sell those to a stranger, you know? Yeah, so like, I feel confident about it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that that's like I was torn between those two things, but you know, I guess it, it seemed like a, a a pretty pretty manageable thing to to get like a a small run together of, of some of these kind of as a, as a almost like, you know, uh, a try exploratory, like, a like let's get them out there and just see what, just see how it does. See how people. Respond. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Is it just the, is it the, just the circular frames right now? And it's just the circular frames right now. And, and then we're working on the, the square for early next year. Nice. I mean, they're, that's a, they're a solid frame. That's, it looks great. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of the circle style. Like, I think 
it's probably less popular than Square, but Circles for some reason, I don't know. I've been but going I feel that like, direction. I feel like Circle is in more than it has been in the past. Like it's sort of yeah. steam. All the I hipsters mean, who are at the forefront of fashion, they like have circle glasses. Circle's cool. And I feel like with color too, like just having like John Lennon in the back of my mind, like, yeah. I, I don't know, trying to emulate his, his, uh, his style, but like circle mixed with color just felt like a natural fit. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's definitely like a cool vibe that I understand why everyone would get behind. When you decided to move forward with, I want to talk about it a little bit. Like when you're like, all right, let's, let's make a batch of these. Let's make the, like a quality set and, and get the word out. I don't want to go into like, I don't want to get like too technical, but what is that process like? Like, do you have to find, are there companies that just like make stuff or is that something like you went with your friends through like 3M for, or yeah, I mean that that was definitely a journey to like find the find the right places to 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 manufacture them and and kind of navigate that whole world and and uh, you know with eyewear too it has to be certain um, uh, safety regulations that's what that CE on the on your frames usually means to be able to be sold in Europe. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean it, it it was it was a fun kind of trial and error like. Uh, it's not like the, the, the style wise is reinventing the wheel. Like they're, they're glasses, you know, like yeah. they're circular. It's just the real unique patent pending part is the slot on top. And then the, the, the slide in lenses. Yeah. Um, so it's like an existing thing people know with a new kind of uh, concept to it. Um, yeah, it's like take it's like someone was I mean, it literally is what happened is like, how can we make clip ons more efficient? Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. So then I started calling them clip ins, the lenses. And oh, then I like uh, that. and then we went to slip ins because people were confused. But what are you clipping? And I, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> but so slide on in. Slide on in. It's like DMs. Um, just slide just in. Just like DM. Yeah, there you go. Maybe they should Look be called that. DMs. I want to ask one more thing about yeah before we go to a break. Sure. It seems like you are very into color just based on the fact that you got into color lenses. Like, have you always been someone who really seeks out like bright colors? You know, a weird story. Uh, one time when I ate uh, too many edibles, um, <laughs> And I thought I was going to be, I was never going to like not be high again. <laughs> I remember when it peaked with, with the, the high, I was falling asleep. And I remember my dreams were literally just color combinations. So it'd be like a wheel of green was turning over and all of a sudden there'd be like a wheel of gold and it'd be like, whoa. And then it would keep pivoting. It was literally the craziest thing my mind could come up with is putting two colors next to each other. And I don't know if that says something about my psyche or something deep inside of me, but I, I some reason, yeah, I'm fascinated with color combinations. That's um, so interesting. Yeah, I don't know if something to do with- Did I wish that was my of... experience in any time I've done too many edibles. <laughs> I feel like, sometimes when I meditate, I'll go through bouts of time, like I'll go through periods where I like really get into meditation and then I don't do it forever. And I'm like, remember, yeah. remember how much better you felt when you were meditating? But like, 
Same here. When I really get into it, sometimes I can see, and I don't know if it's just like the light coming in from the back of my eyelids, but sometimes I see these like crazy colors and it's mm. nothing I feel like I could ever explain or repeat in real. Like if I try, I do not have an, a visually artistic bone in my body. Like I love performing stand up, but like when people, I mean, I know you also do a lot of really great drawings and like my mind is blown when anyone can make a visual anything. Like yeah. I, th- <laughs> I think for the most part, I'm like visually like in my brain blind. Like I can't picture things. It's very strange. I like have the idea I, I, I of things in my mind. I think I'm the opposite. Like I think I see things in my brain and it's very like sometimes frustrating to like get it out into the real world, which is like, I think why music is like my default and why I love music so much is because it's like, for some reason, the easiest for me to get what's in there out, um, everything else, you know, I went, went to film school, um, you know, any other kind of art form is, is usually much more difficult. Yeah. I'm, my mind is blown away by people who are, very good and very quick at like making something visually stimulating and beautiful. It's like, Mm. I literally sometimes am like, was I blind in a past life? Which is such an LA thing to say, but I'm very, I'm more stimulated auditorily. So I guess that probably probably all feed each other that like, Mm -hmm. I, I learn things better by listening rather than seeing. And so maybe it's just so, it's so fascinating to me. Um, Yeah. I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, now that we've touched on music a little, I want to talk like a little bit about music. Sure, sure. All right, everyone, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right, we are back. We're going to talk about some music, AJ, because you are a music man. That's no secret. Uh, You, when did you, you started writing music when you were really, really young. Right. Yep. Yep. Like, how old would you say you started, like, really getting into music? Um, well, I mean, the writing music aspect was kind of uh, a strange occurrence for, like, I took piano lessons, and I hated it. And, <laughs> um, you know, one day I hid from our piano teacher, and they kind of coaxed me out of hiding by being like, well, what do you want to play? Because the lessons were all about learning the same like box song and playing it every day and over and over and it's all about the form and and i hate that stuff but then i I like making noise (laughs) so (laughs) a musician that liked making noise i'm sure yeah i like banging on the thing and whatever so i started playing my like silly little songs and the piano teacher would start like playing accompanying parts and and then um that's how i kind of got into that and then i started playing those songs for like elementary school music class and and some kids would like sing on them or play their instruments with them and like first started jamming. And then uh, by middle school, I was in a band and I've been in a band ever since. Oh my God, wait, wait was, it, was it the same band? <laughs> I wish. Do you I, still I have like your friends from middle school or are they ever like, we got to get the band oh, yeah, back yeah. together? 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I still have friends with, with all of them. And, and, you know, they're always like, Hey, let's jam. Actually one of the guys, the old drummer got up on stage and once tried to like jump in and steal the drumsticks. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. It's good to I think our, our, our current drummer was like, get the fuck. Out. I know. He's like, what the fuck are you? That <laughs> yeah. would be so wild to see. And he's like, I'm just yeah. having, that's me when I've had too much to drink at a piano bar. Just like, I've oh, got yeah. this. No, <laughs> he, he had too much to drink as well. So. <laughs> that's crazy. Do you, did, when you first started, you know, playing your own songs and stuff, do you think you immediately went like, oh, I want to do this forever? Or did it just sort of, spiral into you were good at it your band grew and grew like did you do you feel like you, it was like you hit the ground running immediately um I don't know I mean it definitely like increased I think as time went on and I think uh by the time it was high school it started becoming part of my identity I think yeah because uh, yeah, you're like you know, girls love musicians yeah. I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no it's like that 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 guy that was usually like kind of in a band and like you know like certain things would kind of push me on that route like I went to um there was this music school in Minneapolis called McPhail uh that called photo- McPhail yeah sorry that (laughs) That sounds like something you'd see on a meme (laughs) yeah mcfail out of school yeah it's just Um, like a ronald mcdonald statue that's been knocked over (laughs) yeah yeah but that that famous photo of prince and there's like music notes behind him when he was like young the afro that's mcfail behind and so they had like a rock and roll camp that was run by this super cool well there was this really famous band in minnesota called the suburbs which is actually the band where my parents met um, oh God, and he was doing a rock and roll camp and they divided all the kids by skill. And I just started playing my dad's bass. And of course I was put in like the worst one. I was always in like the worst band, like in middle school band, I played sax and never practiced was in the worst band. But anyway, so I was in that <laughs> rock and roll camp, put into like the remedial class thing where like all the kids didn't know what was going on. And of course, like, you know, song, I, I, I wrote a song uh, cause that was like my, my skill more than playing any kind of instrument, which I think still kind of is. And like, you know, all the kids from the other ones were like, ah, oh, this song's awesome. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like oh, that's we awesome. were the, we're the doofus kids that barely know how to play our instruments, but it doesn't matter for, for, you know, some of the best music is like, you know, it's simple. simple. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like some of the, I would say more of the most quote, po- you know, popular songs are simple than not you know the things that get caught in your head and are like that are catchy it's like punk rock man dude yeah and it's the best where you're like oh the amount of songs where and i don't like a song starts and i'm like i love this song and realistically i'm like this could be like one of four different songs i'm not actually sure what yeah. song this is until okay i know what this song is like yeah i mean <laughs> it's all just how how you connect to it you know what it makes you feel like yeah. and that can be done through a complex orchestra or like, you know, one guitar and, and a drum set. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible that, you know, some just like some very popular, simple combinations of notes sometimes are just exactly what someone needs and what gets. Yeah. Familiar. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's just keeping that, part of your brain that enjoys music and rhythm and harmony 
uh, intrigued and then the lyrics kind of engage your, your heart. Yeah. So it's kind of like this, this nice combination of like, you know, hitting your body in every single space. Music has this weird kind of ability to do that. It's like, oh, 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 whoa. Yeah. It's amazing. Dude, I'm a sucker for lyrics too. I'm like, I mean, I appreciate all aspects of a good song, but I'm always the person who leans more into like, Oh yeah. The amount of songs I like for lyrics that some musicians would probably say the music is objectively garbage. Country. Uh, (laughs) There's just so much country music. Uh, (laughs) Oh yeah. Country has some great lyrics. And then there's some songs where like the opposite, where like the music moves you so much, but then you're like, one day you finally really listen to the lyrics and you're like, what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that, it's like, that, that who cares? True. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of times people default to not having a meaning because then it's easier for someone to construe their own. Yeah. But, like leave it interpretive. Know. And then. Yeah. 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 It's like finding that line. I think a, a, a lot of, you know, very successful songwriters have enough context there where there's a a solid meaning but they leave it open enough for people to attach their own to it you know like how often have you written a line that like i mean obviously i'm sure you don't have a count but like have you ever written or on on multiplications written something that like it sounds really poetic and cool but if someone would be like what does that mean you go ah (laughs) yeah i mean have you done that a couple times you're like no but it sounds cool (laughs) um I, I, I suppose, you know, I think it's more like, I feel like I, I might know what it means without being able to put it into words. And you're like, that's the only way you could say it is through what yeah. it's there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love that. Fuck. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily need to make uh, analytical sense, you know, but. The- but that's what's so great about music too, is that exactly. it's, it, 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 it really is. And I think there's been more conversation about this recently within like, you know, scientific psychological communities. Cause I've been seeing how I, I saw this thing where there's like eight or nine different types of intelligence, uh, hmm. intelligences. And in, in, <laughs> I don't know how to say that. I can't even say the word intelligent, but like, uh, like people can be emotionally intelligent, but musically intelligent. It's like its own language. It really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, it's easy, especially maybe for people like myself who aren't, you know, musicians to discount. They just go, ah, oh, it's a good song. But then when you really start getting into it and like realizing it's this whole, I mean, it, I don't know how, yeah, it's, there's not words for like, it is like its own language. It, oh yeah. It covers and things that a, words can't cover. Also it's the context of where you are when you're hearing it too. Like, oh, yeah. you know, if there's that song you heard all the time when you were really hung over and completely sick or the song that was playing in the background when you first had your first crush or like, the context you heard the song can be more powerful than anything that the song's actually about too. Oh, interesting. Absolutely. Songs, the, the context of a song can completely destroy a song. If, mm-hmm. if your context is a relationship with someone who like, it, Oh yeah. It's shattered. Or, I mean, there's songs where just, you, I could be in a good mood and like the song comes on and instantly it's like, a trigger for some yeah. type of heavy emotion of like, oh no. There's yeah. a very dorky, not to like bring up country music again, but I'm white trash. Um, there's a country song by Trisha Yearwood, I think from the nineties called The Song Remembers When. And it's just like that whole concept of like mm. the feelings that music can evoke. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredible. And I imagine as an artist getting to like be the one delivering that. Cause so for stand up, I, I don't think it's, 
I'm sure it's similar and not similar in ways, but like when a joke is hitting and really resonating with an audience, you, you're like connected on an energetic level. But to me, it seems like music is just like that times a thousand when you're just, you're putting out this sound and it's bringing these emotions to people and you have that wave of it, like just coming back at you. That's gotta be magical. Yeah. I feel like stand-up comedy has something very enviable. Like people go there and, um, when it goes right, I'm assuming it's not always like that. <laughs> yeah. But when it goes right, everyone's on this kind of maniac style, just losing. It's almost like a psychosis. In a yeah, way. it's like a, it's like you're you go to a wavelength that's just like so silly. Like if you've ever done like just a little bit of mushrooms, yeah. I don't know how else to say it, but that feeling of just like, <laughs> but you're all there. You're like on mm-hmm. the same page with this, yeah yeah psychosis you're like a you're in a room full of lunatics who are all crazy in the same way right right <laughs> whereas like a in at a concert you you have you kind of it's like waving so you'll maybe get to this psychosis but you'll go to like kind of a very sad point or yeah. you'll go to like a very scary section or you'll go to this you know like you, you kind of have this whole gamut of yeah. experiences so as like a listener going to a concert, you're prepped for like a good time, but you're not prepped for a certain mental state. But when you go to a comedy show, you're like, I'm ready to be a psycho. You know, like- Yeah, you're like, I'm ready to get jacked. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. That's so funny, which is, I think why some people hate the comedy specials that are too like, that, cause there's specials now where people try to get like really deep. And I, even I have bits where like, it's a it's a bit of a roller coaster. Like it'll get dark and a little serious mm-hmm. to get to the punchline. But I I when you put it that way, I understand why people are like, "Hey, that's not what I signed up for." Yeah, I don't want to feel know, that it, feeling. <laughs> it kind of makes me think, like, because we've always thought having a comedian as a comedian as an opener is a great idea, but you know, oh. we've never really done it, and it, it we've heard experiences where it it doesn't work we, we actually did have a comedian once at a show and it, people were like gonna kill them it was insane. yes i was just gonna was say that like experience. i think it can be done it can be done correctly and i i've done it before and i still would love in the future to try it again because i think knowing what i know now i would handle it differently mm-hmm. and i think the type of music and acknowledging i think there has to be some acknowledgement when it's if it was just like, hey, there's some music comedy show and nobody knows who anyone is, fine. But when they're like, we're here for this fucking band. Dude, I opened for my friend Tal Wilkenfeld, who's like a fucking crazy, like bassist, just like jazzy. It feels like borderline 90s grunge, but like she just can mm. rip a bass guitar apart. Dang. And people came to be emotionally shredded, to be like, I want to, they're like, I all, like, I think everyone's like, I'm mentally prepared to cry. And then me and my other comedian friend, she thought it was so funny how bad we bombed. <laughs> like, because yeah. people were like, what the fuck is going, we're out there like, I'm humping yeah. stools and doing stupid shit. And they're like, well. Well, it's just, it's just the mindset. I mean, those same people, you know, would if be they probably, came to a comedy show. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's just the way, yeah, you're mentally kind of, there but that i mean that's really interesting to hear i, I do wonder, think the like, music you're opening for makes a difference too like now that i'm yeah. like that was a like right. i think upbeat any type of pop like 
uh, upbeat rock would be good. Even like a fun pop country. I think upbeat music would go better with a comedian. Yeah. Not and, like, so much Rammstein like, or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, I, I like, can you imagine a comedian opening for Adele? And they're like, and yeah, now the yeah. saddest songs you've ever heard. Right. Uh, but first, Bozo the Clown. <laughs> it's like Gallagher smashing watermelons. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. No, I like it. Well, I think it's a good because I think the the right type of comedian, and I also think that that makes a difference too. Because in my mind, knowing what I know now, had I, 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 I still think that show would have, that specific show, I'm so grateful for the opportunity and I fucking love her and I would try it again. Mm. That would have been an uphill battle either way. But they, there really is a different muscle for like kind of having a hosty vibe versus just doing your set. And I think I should have like leaned more on like comedian, but host, like really letting people know, hey, I know what you're here for. Like kind of yeah. being in on the, the band's getting ready. I'm just here kind to keep like you entertained. Kind of like an MC of the whole event. Exactly. Instead of yeah. just being like, here's my 10 minutes of jokes. And yeah. Uh, so uh, so what's the deal with uh, the queen? Crazy. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You see the news today? And people are like, yeah. what? No. <laughs> what i did you? not see the news thank you for asking uh, yeah I, but i feel like there definitely is room for the right people to like merge because mm -hmm. it's, who doesn't i mean everyone loves music mm -hmm. and who doesn't love to laugh you just have to know what you're in for and i do also right. think that there's like big picture could see that being a thing where it becomes the full experience of the show where then like you know, fans look forward to like, oh, you have to go to this band's show. They crush it. The show's great. They also have this super funny person who comes out at the beginning. Like it becomes a full experience if done properly. Right. But do you ever try right. to make I jokes? Oh, go, no, no, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think maybe magicians might have an easier time blending uh, mediums. Like I think a magician and a comedian and a magician and musicians could probably work better like i feel yeah. like a magician could work at either situation you can't be mad at a magician although it <laughs> it would be i mean it this isn't mean but it would be really fun to see a magician get booed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Boo, bring like, out elton john like, right what? right like boo <laughs> I, I don't love magic <laughs> yeah. i hate joy yeah yeah i mean I've, I've heard of, we've met some magicians that have opened for bands. We haven't tried that route. I think yet. it's cool. Cause it's like, yeah. also if you're at a point where like your audience is going to be happy once you're up there anyway, mm -hmm. why not experiment? You know what I mean? Like let's yeah. get funky life. is we are, We're on a rock hurtling through space. Let's turn it into a circus some nights and just see what right. happens. Like right. fuck it. Yeah. Do you ever, um, there's this saying that, uh, I don't know if you hear it a lot, but I've heard it in comedy so many times where every, every comedian wants to be a rock star, every rock star wants to be a comedian. Have you ever heard that? No, maybe, I don't know. I haven't heard that. <laughs> I just, okay, I, thought, I was like, is this just a thing that comedians are saying? And it's like, no, I think you guys just want to be rock stars. <laughs> I don't think anyone cares. What are you talking about? I was going to ask if you think there's any truth to that, but do you have, do you do a lot of banter between your songs? Oh yeah. 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 I banter. I banter quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, but that. it's not like, I feel like I'm telling jokes really so much. 
I mean, yeah, like, I was gonna I, ask, I, do you I, have like bits? You're like, this is the the bit I did before this song. Yeah, <laughs> no, not not so much. It's more like uh, just trying to um, connect and then maybe explain a little about the song or you know talk about our relationship you know with that city or if I was exploring that campus or whatever it was, or like, you know, it's more observational and like, kind of like talking to an old friend than like, uh, yeah, it's like just a connecting conversation, like like knock, knock jokes. Although, (laughs) you know, it's never a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, did you hear the one about the other? (laughs) That's right. uh, Right. I mean, could, could try a routine. Okay. I mean, whatever. That's, I want to write punch up for lead singers who want to do. Bands yeah, yeah, like I, I do a little banter with the guitarist, like, "Hey, who's on first? Uh, what? <laughs> no, what's on second? Just have that for like fifteen minutes. Like, yeah, they just did the whole who's on first routine because they needed <laughs> to switch out at an amazing. amp or something. It was, but it was incredible. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Yeah, <laughs> and then everyone wants you to do that every show, and you're like, oh, right? How did this become our hit? Drop a sick beat behind it. Yeah. Who's on first? What? what? <laughs> Featuring Lil John. He's just yeah. like, what? Not a um, bad idea. Damn. Um, you mentioned, you know, connecting on the cities you've gone in. I want to talk about because just getting to travel is always like a fun, unique experience. And you've obviously like you guys have toured with Imagine Dragons. You guys have toured all over, you know, doing your own tours. Do you have favorite cities you've gone to? I mean, less favorite cities, more like a favorite thing about cities. And that would be like the first time you go to the city. Yeah. It's always that excitement. Like, um, you know, it could be wherever. Like we were just, we just did a show in New Albany, Ohio. You know, I, I thought mean, you were going to say not, New York. I did not know that was a town. Wow. I know, right? Albany, New York is also a beautiful town. Oh, but gorgeous. No, oh, yeah. I know, right? I had no idea. It's like, I, I just thought it was around. like a, a map dot. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was like, I had no idea why New Albany you know, was, was, or Albany was so uh, so well known, but man, it's beautiful. But New Albany, oh, who's that? This is my dog, Moki. Beauty. I'm sorry. She was like jumping up on my leg, so I brought her up. She's Loki? a rescue. Moki? It's one of Moki. the fraggles from Fraggle Rock. She just, oh, Fraggle Rock. She just didn't want to be alone. What's up, Moki? Say hi. Oh, a little snaggle too. Yeah, she's a little That's cutie. so cute. She's the sweetest. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, I didn't mean to be like, look at my dog. She just was like, yeah. I'm needy. No, no, I'm happy the dogs entered the conversation. I mean, dogs are the best. Uh, um, New Albany. Okay, New Albany, Ohio. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tell yeah. So about. that's what I was saying. It's not necessarily about the city. Um, you know, there's a lot of cities we always enjoy going back and playing. Um, but uh, yeah, the first time exploring the city is always kind of a special thing. Yeah, and sometimes like some of my most pleasant and fun experiences have been in places that most people go, where the fuck is that? You know, where it's yeah. like, what the Appleton? What the fuck is Appleton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, it was really pleasant. It was really nice people. There was delicious food. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I found, and I don't know if this experience is the same for you because obviously like we, we tour it in very different capacities. I've never done Coachella. Um, but the going, like when you, I've done some smaller towns where like the crowd, you can just tell, and it's not to say these big city crowds aren't like great crowds excited to be there, 
but it's like, man, not a lot of people come through there. Mm. And they're like, they're like so extra thankful that they're like a thing to do came to their city. They're like, I can't believe you're here when you go to these kind of like smaller market cities. Do you get yeah. that feeling too? Oh, there's definitely times where you're like, you go to a city that isn't on the main route. And yeah, that, that excitement of just having a band come to their hometown rather than having to drive like three hours to go see in the big city or something like that does yeah. get you some kind of more like enthusiastic response. Yeah. Just, I think those are my biggest merch cities. Cause people are like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, no one's going to believe me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Comedy here. This is what are you doing at this fish market in Virginia? And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. They, they booked me. <laughs> happy to be here smells weird fish <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's uh, i love the game yeah Man. no absolutely that that's that's a real thing for sure oh amazing um few more questions and then i'll i'll let you go um your were you always a rock music guy like i know you just said your parents met at a suburbs band did you like grow up listening to rock um I kind of went through like different phases, I think, um, you know, I don't know. I'd say probably was like baby music, Raffi and such, uh, to like fifties pop, like, um, you know, oh, like nice. moon and the like to punk and ska and then like new, well, I mean, I was new wave and stuff. My parents would play me when I was a kid, Blondie and uh, the suburbs and stuff like that. But um, then like in high school, more like psychedelic, uh, more electronic. And then college is really when I got into like classic rock more deeply and you know, the guitarist in the band would be like, no, no, you got to check out the deep cuts or like King Crimson. And like <laughs> I really wasn't as familiar with. Um, to where I am now, which is like, uh, listen to anything. Yeah. You know, it, I don't feel like I'm a, I'm a genre person. I respect that. I'm the same way that I'm like, I don't know if it's good. It's good. I don't have a one. I'm, I refuse to commit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the way to be. Um, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, we covered glasses. We covered colors. Mm -hmm. We covered music. How, okay, where can people, if they want to try these glasses, where do people go? How do we find them? Yeah, aview.com. It's all direct to consumer. Perfect. And that'll be Online. linked in the show notes. Interwebs. Um, let me ask you, if you, and it's everyone listening, this is obviously not gospel because everyone's going to have a different experience. But if you had to rank your top three favorite lenses, the colors you like. I have a feeling rose would be top, but yeah, rose, rose is top. How would you rose, rank? I'd say rose, brown, and then uh, yellow is always good to have on standby. Nice. And do you think you guys will ever go into like, are you, are you brick and mortar at all? Is that ever in the, or do you like getting into like glasses, maybe like in, in with lens crafters or sunglass set or something like having, having your stuff on the shelf? Um, well, man, I mean, since all, all that's basically owned by this kind of monopoly called Luxottica. I know. I work so with the, Sunglass Hut. They're the devil. Yeah. So I, 
I think if anything, it'd be mom and pop, you know, optometrist shop like or something like that around, around town. But, um, you know, that it's not really in, in the near term. Yeah. And just keep on in, you know, interweb based yeah. wherever keeping you it, are. Keeping it simple, keeping it small. Yeah. Let's get it off the ground first completely. Yeah. It just makes it so much easier to be on, online, you know? Well, fuck yeah. I can't wait to get some of these. These are amazing. Um, all right, you guys go get your rad ass lenses and your brand new glasses and where else can people follow you if they want to like keep up with all your yeah. other stuff st motel all your so, yeah at, you know st motel.com at st motel aj jackson jr um we're around we're uh on the internet you guys are you guys touring again how's that going we we're we kept our european dates early next year but we we uh didn't keep the fall dates this year at um dude i mean yeah, so watching, I, I've just been watching like bands drop like flies off the road. What do they just go yeah. first date out and they're like, yeah, we got to cancel. And you're like, yeah, Fuck. it just oh, didn't, it seem, didn't seem like a responsible thing to do at the time. No, so. but ho- hopefully things keep getting better. I yeah. hope that you get to have like a, an amazing tour. Have you guys toured Europe before? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I love, love it out there. I love it out there. That's what I was, my last tour before shut down was like Europe. And then I spent a year just being like, remember Europe. I know, right? <laughs> remember the streets? I want to get back. Uh, the cobblestones. I know. It's just like, the the, cappuccinos. I'm the, yeah, I, it's, I'm such a like bougie American bitch about like, well, when I was in Europe, you know, they don't yeah. have preservatives in there. I could eat croissants all day. And I look- it's called croissant. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, I am absolutely the person that comes back with an accent. Nice. I was in Hawaii next last week. And I feel like if I say oh. mahalo to one more of my friends they are going to punch me in the head and they're just like, yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Um, amazing. Well, thank you for joining me, everyone. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, this was so rad. I'm so excited for you and to see this company take off. It's, I, it's such a brilliant idea. I literally, I'm with you with it. Like, I cannot believe. Thank, good for you that nobody else had jumped on this. But like, it, it's the, so many of the best inventions are like, oh yeah, how did none of us think of that? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's the big glasses doesn't want you to to do this Luxonica, you keep buying new frames man <laughs> oh god so true i don't miss hucking sunglasses to people in south florida anyway easy easy audience there though um all right you guys well go follow aj go get some some glasses if you're in europe i know i've got people over there go to a same motel show next year and we will see you next time goodbye idiots goodbye well, there you have it. AJ Jackson, AVU, color science, colored lenses, so much, so much cool shit. You guys check out AVU, get yourself a pair of these glasses. Uh, let me know what what's your lens color, which color resonates with you the best. If you like the podcast, subscribe, rate, review it on iTunes, share it with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Big shout out to my League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon, Eric, Jean, Michelle, Greg, Kathy, Terry. Love you guys. Those are my high-level patrons. You could be one of them, and I'll shout you out every episode, and we'll be friends, and we'll talk, and we'll be best friends forever. I know I already said we'd be friends, but now I'm saying we'd be best friends forever. Fucking, these are like my pals. It's great. I love it. 
But also you can join Patreon for as little as a dollar a month and still get rad bonus content, be involved, getting, invo- getting involved in these new meditations. I talked about what meditation does to me a little bit in this episode. So I'm going to share that with you guys. Am I qualified to do that? Absolutely not. I'm not sharing it as an expert. I'm sharing it as a person who tried it and likes it. It doesn't matter. I'm babbling. I should get a meditation person on here. Oh my God. I need to interview someone whose thing is meditation. Anyway, Patreon. We also got a Facebook group. Yada, yada, yada. Thank you to everyone who supports me and listens to this and shares it. Come see me live in a city near you. I'm in Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Cleveland next week. More stuff later this year. And I'm I'm planning to hit the road hard in 2022. I'm doing stand-up. I'm bringing the workshop of the musical I'm doing with my pal Jeffrey Baldinger to a few cities. We're going to be in St. Paul. I'm doing headlining shows in St. Paul December 17th and 18th, but on the 16th, come over to St. Paul and see a live workshop of a musical. It's just the two of us telling the story and singing the songs, but it's eventually going to be a big stage thing. Hopefully, that's the plan. So come see that. See me wherever you are. Uh, go see somebody live. If it's not me, if I'm not coming near you, find someone you like. It's Comedy is always better live. Even the best special you've ever seen, it's nothing compared to how it is in the room. Follow me on Instagram at JMS Comedy or wherever you follow people. Follow the podcast at Ignorance is Blessed. Tell your friends about it. Uh, you know. Oh, by the way, keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. I have to say this, that they are just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. Yeah. And from AJ's situated position, things look pretty fucking colorful, which is really awesome. Check out the show notes to get a link to his website to go check out the glasses for yourself. You have additional questions for AJ or maybe for our past guest, or maybe you have an idea for a guest. I want to hear about it. Go to the Facebook group. Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. Join it. Leave the suggestions. Start a conversation. You want to talk more about this with other people who listen? I'm trying to build a community here. Give me some fucking help. Some of you already have. It's a community. I think I should. I'm going to. We're a community. We're we're friends. Listen, just keep giving suggestions and keep asking questions because the more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.